Hi guys, my name is Girish Pally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics, another week, season two, obviously. We are going to be talking to a keynote speaker, an amazing person. I just spoke with him just a few minutes ago, but I think I've seen his work. It seems like I've known him for years or months. So let's bring Christopher into this call and we'll talk about how to play with words when you talk to someone and how to play with words in general. So let's talk to Christopher. Christopher, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. I'm glad to be here. So before we my, get my, in- my teenage daughter would be like, hey, my dad is so basic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so oh, much. Totally for- she would actually not say that, but uh, yeah. she, she might say that and maybe not admit maybe. to it. <laughs> That's true. Not, so, hopefully not to my face. Yeah. So before we get into the basics of what we're going to talk about today, what does back to basic mean to you? Uh, I think back to basics is, at least in the context of like what I do and what I kind of think about on a daily basis is about language and communication. And um, I know that when we're in a, whether it's in a work setting or a personal setting, we often think that you know, if we have a frustrating person in our lives, um, whether it's a boss or a spouse or a parent or a child, we often think that they need to change. We need to change them. And uh, my back, back to basics philosophy is that we actually don't need to change people. We just need to change our words and people will follow. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for that. You know, I don't know where I saw you. I saw you somewhere on the website and your name popped up somewhere uh, one of the articles that I read. I don't know which article was it. And when I read your website and I said, wow, this is the person that I need to get him on my show. Because I, it's very important to teach people communication and and play with words, as, as you say. So mm-hmm. I think there's a phase that you always uh, mention on your website called talk shift. Can you explain yeah. that, what that talk shift means? Yeah, so you know, a lot of the tools that I use, you know, I, I, I built a, I was fortunate to have built a tech um, company worth, uh, you know, now hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm still a part owner in that company. We sold it this year, and uh, admittedly, that was actually a very complex business. Uh, one of my biggest challenges as CEO was actually reducing the complexity so we could grow faster. Hmm. Um, and Ultimately, what I found when I left that business and kind of, you know, tried to figure out there are many things I was doing right as a leader, but there are also a lot of things that I was doing wrong. And mm-hmm. a lot of them came down to really kind of very demanding communication, which certainly was one thing that contributed to our rapid growth. Um, you know, we went from, I don't know, 10 or 15 employees to hundreds of employees uh, over the course of the time that I was there. And, uh, but I also, the kind of the thing that contributed to my downfall was that same demanding communication and so i was looking for simple communication tools that i call these talk shifts um but boiling it down to simple fill in the blanks phrases and you know questions basically where you can lift those fill in the blanks phrases and fill in whatever words work in your situation Hmm. to actually transform you know your communication with others uh how you lead the results that you get uh, and ultimately your relationships Uh, and so that's really kind of the taking a lot of these sometimes conceptual things, like, for example, something like emotional intelligence. I had read, you know, back 1993 or whenever when Daniel Goleman's first, you know, big book about emotional intelligence came out. 
I'd read that book and many others. And I don't actually really, I didn't, don't actually think that I was necessarily any more intelligently, uh, emotionally intelligent in my communication. I had an intellectual understanding of what emotional intelligence is, but I never had language to actually tra- put it into action. And so uh, part of, you know, there are three or four chapters in the book. Um, some readers would say there's many more than three or four chapters that I'll get to, like how to have more emotional intelligence and more empathy in our um, in our communication uh, with others. Um, ultimately, you know, when the book the book hit the number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list uh, earlier this year, and uh, and I think that one of the reasons that we're hearing frequently from readers is that it's uh, actually there was someone who just posted on one of my Facebook ads just last week that you know people are buying the book and they're you know using it not only as like a you know, to read it through the first time, but multiple people are saying, many people are saying they've read, they're reading the book multiple times, mm. uh, you know, just in the first six or eight weeks, reading it multiple times, because it, those refreshers of having these simple tools that you can refer back to, to say, oh, here's a challenge that I'm having where I'm angry with someone. What's a specific phrase that I could use that might change the outcome of that conversation uh, where I or someone else is angry, for example? Yeah. So this book is mainly more on the business aspect, or can we use that in our personal lives too? It's really, uh, it's equally so on both sides. So it really depends. We have, we have people who are, you know, CEOs who read the book. We have uh, first time managers and we have uh, 85 year old grandmothers who've never worked today in their lives. Uh, hmm. And, you know, all come the book um, really with different, uh, you know, for different purposes. I would probably say many of the people who read it for maybe pick up the book for business purposes hmm. realize that they'll have that they'll see that it's they'll realize that it's actually equally powerful as a parent or in their you know marriage or relationships outside of work. Hmm. So and that, that was ultimately what we intended to write the book is it's a communication book. Um, you know the, the subtitle is "Tools to Transform Leadership in Business, in Relationships, and in Life." So, hmm. we talk about leadership in the context of leading in a relationship, hmm. and that can be a professional relationship at work if it's a team, or it can be a personal relationship at home in a family. Hmm. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for that. So, let me step back a little bit before we get into the details of other items too. So, you became a keynote speaker automatically you became an author automatically or was there something that you felt uh that there was a gap and that's how you placed yourself in how did you start this whole process um i guess i started the whole process i wanted to have an impact on people's i wanted to have an impact on people's uh write a book that would transform ultimately families and marriages, but using business as the vehicle to get there. Hmm. Um, I, my premise is, at least for people like myself, especially men, um, many successful driven men are less likely to pick up a book about parenting or you know being a great husband, um, but we'd be more likely to pick up a book about being a great leader and being successful in our jobs. Hmm. And so it really came about how do we how do we give how do we give people who maybe wouldn't read uh, a book about how to have you know better relationships personally? How do we give them the same tools in a context that they are actually looking right? So um, it's kind of like uh, yeah, like give them the tools that maybe they would find in other parts of the bookstore, but since it's actually a leadership book, um, 
and and because those tools these tools work equally well in a leadership context in business, uh, then now we have uh, we can transform companies, teams, and families kind of with one single blow, if you will. That's very interesting. So very briefly, if you don't mind, can you give me an example for just like what you said about the marriage versus the the business aspect? Do you have like one situation come up some into your mind? Very briefly, not in detail, because then we'll read the book. Obviously, yeah. what, what so, give an example? So yeah, the the simplest example of a talk show. I'll give you a simple one, and then I'll give you like kind of a medium one. Because the simplest one is, so if you want to have better conversations with people, just uh, ask questions that begin with the word "what" or "how." Hmm. So I, one of the chapters is about the secret to listening is talking. So what if like our problem with listening was not our ears, but it was actually our mouth? Hmm. What was it? What if it was what we're saying? If we're not listening to what people are saying, maybe we're not asking questions that we're dying to know the answer to. Hmm. And so um, by simply taking a question and saying every question that I ask is going to start with the word what or how, then you will immediately transform the kinds of questions that you ask and you'll get better answers or more in-depth answers um, hmm. because it's very hard to answer a question that starts with the word what or how hmm. uh, with just kind of a one or two word answer. Usually there's are much more open-ended questions. So that's kind of like the simplest example of one of the rules. Um, another one like around uh, emotional intelligence, for example, uh, we talk a lot about anger, um, is to really understand like the emotion that we're experiencing behind our anger. So whenever we feel angry or we observe someone else who's feeling angry, um, or and, and I use the words frustrated or disappointed as synonyms for anger, mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, you know, I think many leaders and people in a work context would say that I'm frustrated or I'm disappointed more frequently than we would say we're angry. Hmm. Uh, but uh, so if I say, you know, what's, what is the emotion behind my frustration? Is it sadness? Is it fear? Is it hurt? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it embarrassment? And so we specifically ask that question um, to uncover what's really behind our anger. And what happens is when we ask ourselves that question, whenever we get angry or we even, you know, if you're angry with me and I observe that you're kind of behaving in kind of an aggressive way, I can say, ah, I wonder what's behind his anger. I wonder if it's fear. Mm. And I can start to think of like, oh, you know what? I bet he's afraid. We had an example of one person I was coaching was having a, uh, like a successful business executive having challenge with an ex-spouse. Uh, and the ex-spouse was just sending these just aggressive, nasty grounds via text. I said, well, what, what do you think is behind this person's anger? Is it fear? Is it guilt? You know, is it shame, embarrassment, hurt, sadness? And, and uh, the executive said, it's actually a little bit of the all of the above. This person's afraid because they're, you know, they're, they don't know how they're gonna support themselves without the income that I pay them. They're a little bit, they're well, more than uh, more than a little bit guilty about how their behavior contributed to the demise in the relationship. Hmm. They're ashamed of what they've done. Uh, and so now, you know, rather than having this thought of this person who's like, oh, wow, that terrible person sent me a mean text message or email, uh, I can actually kind of reframe like, wow, that person's really afraid and guilty and ashamed. Hmm. And all other things equal, I'm a little bit less likely to, I can see that person's anger in more of a compassionate light. Hmm. It doesn't necessarily make it okay hmm. to say these things or do these things that are hurtful, but I can see, I can, I can kind of take 
and see that person rather than in bringing up my own anger, it can kind of, I can maybe channel more like pity or sympathy hmm. or compassion hmm. for that person. And rather respond, rather than responding with anger and escalating that situation, then maybe I just walk away or I just say, yeah, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Or, you know, I, I you, know, you seem hurt or afraid or, you know, it, it, it inspires different ways of communicating. Okay, thank you so much for that, uh, Christopher. Uh, good examples, great examples, because you know what? Uh, people, they just need to understand, and uh, I want them to understand that this book is a good tool uh, to help on, on the family aspect and then business aspect and how you can bring two together and as one tool, one big tool. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into much more deeper, uh, if that's okay, let me ask you a few words, because I know you like to play around with words. Okay. okay, so if I yeah. give you certain words, what is your first word comes in your mind when I say that? Okay. Clear? Okay. Uh, family. Uh, kids. Business. Leadership. World. Uh, <laughs> world. Uh, the first word is... Uh, kind of like so i don't even know the word but like uh upside down <laughs> upside down okay awesome and leadership uh compassion team uh work <laughs> okay culture uh communication career uh action success uh Overrated. <laughs> Overrated. Okay, that's the f several words there, but okay. And one last one, Christer. <laughs> uh, writer. Writer. Awesome. Yeah. So, because you you like to play around with words, and I said, you know, let me pick your brain on on these words because you know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, really interesting. You said business equals to leadership, and then leadership, you said something else. So it's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, when when it, when you play around with words like that, so uh, thank you for that. By the way, yeah. So this book that we're talking about, I think it's called uh, Twenty Two Tools. Is that correct? Twenty two talk shifts. Twenty two talk shifts. So why twenty two? Why not twenty four? Why not twenty six? Is there a certain steps that you have to go through in order to get that? Uh, no, I think they, they're all interchangeable. There's not a necessarily. Some of them are used in multiple contexts. But uh, just as simple as 22 talk shifts as, uh, sounds a lot better than 23. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's we're already working on a follow-up book. We've been working on it for a while. I mean, there are many other tools. That, but the framework is pretty simple in that we, uh, yeah, we generally just look at problem. What we try to do is we try to look at problems kind of an interesting lens and kind of shift perspective mm. on a uh, on a specific topic, you know, the, the current book is a little bit more practical, but uh, the things we're working on for the follow-up book are more. Uh, you know, you think you, you think you're you think you're hearing a story about X, and you realize that you're actually hearing a story about Y. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, we're uh, playing around with uh, different analogies that sometimes might be a little bit, uh, you know, two things like oh, I never would have thought that those two are related. Um, yeah, you know when I when I actually read the the title twenty two uh, talk shifts, 
the first thing came to my mind is, oh, maybe he's playing with the words and it could be catch-22. Yeah. Because yeah. It, that's how I looked at it. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Uh, so it's very, No, that uh, didn't have anything to necessarily do. It's just a matter of 22 felt, felt right. Yeah. It was either, either going to be 20, 12, 10, or 22. Okay. Because uh, we wanted to have uh, good, good alliteration. Yeah, it would be interesting. I will definitely uh, purchase this book and start reading and try to understand, uh, from my point of view, uh, try to put my podcast and my business world and, uh, and my family life to and see how it kind of helps me in, in many ways. So thank you for having that tool uh, to help people like us. Who needs yeah. a tool like that? Well, we did we did something really unique, especially for people who want to practice the tools in a family context uh, or entrepreneurs who, um, is we created a video book. So I mean, there's there's a traditional book you can get on Amazon or you can get at talkshift.com. Of course, we got an audio book, but a video book is imagine it's I mean, it's still it's unabridged. It's got all the same content that the actual book is, but it's actually a video. You know, the, the talk shifts, for example, like, you know, they appear on screens. So you've got the visual learning. Um, you know, I'm reading it directly to camera so you can actually see. And because, you know, I'm looking directly in camera and you can actually, unlike even an audiobook, you can actually feel how it feels to be spoken to in this way, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm looking at the camera and, like, you can't help but subconsciously be like, oh, that's what others will feel like. Right. when I ask that question in that way or and I speak to them that way. Hmm. Um, and so it's kind of a unique concept. And the reason we did that was for two reasons. One, you know, if you want to transform communication or the culture within a family, hmm. uh, we actually have uh, the video book is great. You can actually pop it on your smart TV. You can actually sure. watch it on television together so that you and others experience the tools in real time together. And you, you know that everyone is on the same page. Uh, and then in a business context, um, you know, if you ever read a book and you're like, ah, you know, I wish, I wish Christopher would read chapter number 12, but you know, I'm, he's probably not going to like chapters number one through 10. So he's never going to get to chapter 12. You can, if you purchase the video book, you can share just an individual chapter, the video of that one chapter with someone. Uh, and each of the, each of the chapters is kind of eight to 10 minutes long max. So it's like a mini Ted talk and you can actually say, Hey, you know, Chris or Bob, whatever, um, could we like talk about this one tool and maybe we could use that in our team. Um, and, uh, and maybe that person may choose to read the whole rest of the book or whatever. Uh, but you can kind of just use these tools individually as kind of a standalone, um, uh, tool. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for that. And you gave us uh, two examples, uh, uh, from the book itself and you know, the, how to help each other out on that. But one quick thing, if you don't mind very quickly, we're not going to go in detail because that's that's going to be a long thing. But what are the three main questions and what are the three main things that people, they ask you that I need help with? Um, the three main things that I think that I find that I don't know, people come to the book in so many different directions. Um, one is how to have more open and honest conversations. Hmm. Um, you know, like more courageous conversations. Um, and that, that can be in the context of personal or professional life. Hmm. Um, we get a lot of people who actually, you know, even like entrepreneurs and business people who read the book and like, yeah, it was great from a business side, but I just keep, I, I keep, I also keep using these things with my kids. So a lot of people tend to use them, even with young kids as young as, uh, 
I had somebody, a reader just told me that they were, they taught their eight-year-old some of the talk shifts, like, you know, how to use them, because they are really that simple. Hmm. You know, some are a little bit more difficult, and you probably need to be, you know, kind of at 18 or whatever to really kind of understand them fully, but hmm. many of them are as simple. Like, I, one of the comments I get most frequently from people is, yeah, you know, that talk shift number five, I, I use that with my kids at the dinner table, and I have totally different conversations than that we used to. Um, and so, yeah, and that's kind of, uh, kind of exciting. Um, and then I think the other thing that people say is that most frequently, like they say that their eyes were really open to kind of just a different way of looking at the world. Um, cause a lot of the book does encourage us not to just speak to others in a different, in a new way, but it's off. A lot of it is about asking ourselves questions that maybe change our perspective on what's happening around us and what other people are saying to us. Well, I mean, there's a difference between asking questions and asking the right questions. I think that's the key, and that's the tool. And I think you're right. I think uh, from kids all the way down to adulthood, uh, we we still don't ask the right questions. Uh, so I think there are certain tools, and this is one of the tools that I think we should uh, use. And, and I'm pretty sure there's any there's other books out there. And we're not saying that go to this book only. We're just saying that use the right tool and use the right mentor. Use whoever you want to get a, a professional helper or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thank you again, uh, Christopher, for that. So before you leave today, any last words to uh, to my audience and my viewers uh, or anything on Back to Basics before you leave? I think it's, uh, you know, ultimately I think communication is... You know, it's kind of ways my mantra is, you know, change your words and you can change your leadership. You can change your outcomes. You can change your life. You can change your team. It all comes down to just the words. And I think that, you know, we, the first step is changing what our words are that we speak to others. And in technology, we always kind of call garbage in, garbage out, mm -hmm. right? So if the way I speak to you, um, basically your words that you speak back to me is very much a function of whatever I say to you. <laughs> That's right. And so if I want to change that, I have a lot more control over what you say and how you speak to me than probably most people realize, mm -hmm. meaning you, my words will affect yours. So it's this kind of, um, it can be a virtuous cycle or it can be a destructive cycle that mm -hmm. erodes, uh, you know, relationships and results over time or increases and grows relationships and results over time. So I think that that's really the, you know, that's the essence of what this book and this movement is all about. Um, the only thing, other thing I'll share is that, you know, when I sold my company earlier this year, uh, I made a commitment that all the profits from this book and all the coaching and everything that we do, 100% uh, goes to um, to fuel our cause of changing the words of the world. So I don't take any salary. I don't take any profits out of this. It's a, it's purely an effort to give back to society and people in general. Um, and so if people were to purchase things from the talkshift.com website, just understand that all of that uh, is going back to kind of fuel better lives for better people and better communication in the world. Yeah. Thank you again, Christopher, for all the support that you have given me by coming here, being a guest on my show. And uh, I'll definitely get your book and, and uh, we'll make some arrangements that I can ship it back to you. Then you can sign it and send it back to me uh, because it will be great to have this tool in my 
so-called beginning of my bookshelves that I'm going to be having yeah. shortly uh, because this is the new studio that I have here and I want to build it with all the efforts with all the authors and all the people that I've had so far on my on my show. So thank you again Great. for that. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Krister. So thank you. Guys, we have spoken with Krister today and we talked about the basics of you know, playing with words. That's what we did. We played with words. And I've given him how many words? Maybe six, seven, eight words, right? And he came out with different answers. So, so why don't we do this? Everyone, kids, adults, anybody, come up with some words and see what you come up with and see if that helps. Because you know what? Playing with words can change your life, your thought process, and depression, and happiness. That's what it is. That's what he's trying to do. So guys, as usual, as always, there is a quarter today from Back to Basics, and here's a quarter today. The quarter today is when the world says, give up, hope whispers, try it one more time. Well, try it one more time. I think that's what he said. Play with the words. I think that's what I try to do. Well, I mean, that's what I think I did. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we did today guys guys take care god bless and keep on commenting as much as you can good bad ugly either way you'll make my show stronger and there's three things three main things that it makes this show successful in my eyes the guest the content and the third one is obviously is the host guys take care god bless and i'll see you next week Bye -bye. next week's episode on back to basics in the right kind of action that we need to, to reach the results that we always strive for. Um, and, and that's, and that's just the way I, I run. And it's the way I have, um, I have improved my life from a point where I thought that I didn't really even deserve, I didn't even deserve to do it. So if I can do it, any single person in this world can do it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for, for being who you are and, and the, and the stuff that you do and the greatest self-empowerment that you did, uh, you and I would not have met. So and I'm glad that you did that. And 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 all power to you or whatever you're doing. So thank you again, uh, Yash, for being on the show and, and supporting me in the small journey that I have on my podcast. And uh, thank you again for coming on uh, season two. So thank you again. Thank you very, very, very much. Very